With KSOM, KS95 News, I'm Tom Robinson. Good afternoon. According to Alan Curtis, meteorologist with the National Weather Service in Des Moines, the winter storm discussed for the past several days is expected to arrive in Southwest Iowa here over the noon hour. And really, for the most part, uh, you know, we're kind of zeroing in on everything. And, and in a nutshell, it's going to be a lot of snow. For Southwest Iowa, when it's all said and done, it wouldn't be unusual to see, you know, reports of, you know, 6 to 10, possibly locally a little bit more inches of snowfall. Meanwhile, Curtis is not looking for blizzard conditions throughout this event. You know, through the day today, especially by the afternoon, we'll see some wind gusts, you know, up around 20, 25 miles per hour um, with the snowfall, which is enough to cause some issues, but, but short of the blizzard criteria. And, and just as a reminder with that, that's one where we're looking at, you know, wind speeds or wind gusts 35 miles per hour or greater, you know, giving us visibilities that are basically near whiteout. So it could be nasty out there today, but it's not going to be quite blizzard bad. And Curtis says winds will pick up tomorrow afternoon. You know, with gusts 35 to 40 miles per hour, but the snow has basically moved out. So really at that point, it's a little bit of blowing snow and maybe some drifting snow. Fortunately, not the blizzard word, um, at least the way you know we're looking at it right now. <laughs> Alan Curtis says this winter we've been lucky across the state, and this is our first winter storm. He wants people to take this seriously. Stay put if you don't have to travel, and if you must venture out, pack food, water, and anything else if you get stranded. The million-dollar question in the Plains is when will the region see moisture and what will the forecasted storms over the next few weeks bring? And producers are wondering how intense will the future storms be. Eric Snodgrass, Principal Atmospheric Scientist for Nutrient Ag Solutions, explains what to expect. It's the best-looking storm I've seen in a long time. And uh, so to see one that's this uh, deep as it goes over the mountains and then ejecting in the southern plains, I mean, we could be putting down snow from Colorado and Kansas to Nebraska and to Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan. I mean, that's a big group of states that really need to see some snow, and we need the moisture. So I'm excited to watch it, but it's going to change so much over the next few days. And by the time we get to next Wednesday, when it's really raging east, we'll, we'll finally know what we got out of it. But it's one of a sequence of storms. I think we've got in total maybe five systems lined up to hit the United States in the next 15 days. So It'll be a busy go of it. El Nino has peaked, reaching its plateau, and is partly behind the change in weather. However, Snodgrass says there's more factors to play. Really, there are some things kind of moving over the top of it that are really helping out. And one of the things is it finally dislodged the, the, the really cold air in Alaska and Greenland. So when we move that out and bring warm air to those places, guess where the cold air goes? It goes here. It goes into midsection of North America. So what we've got now is finally a recipe to have enough cold air to make the jet stream invigorate coming over the mountains and that's going to produce a couple well maybe three four five systems rolling across the country how much snow do we end up getting this is i mean i'll be honest the night before is when i might have a clue because we'll finally see the track of the low but the potential exists for this one to be a you know a four to twelve incher somewhere snodgrass adds the moisture is needed yeah, one of the things I looked at was I made a map starting in January of 2000 up until the end of 2023. So that's four years of data. I've got parts of Iowa and parts of Nebraska and parts of Missouri and even parts of Kansas that are between 20 and 40 inches in deficit over the four-year stretch. But you think about that. If you got a spot in Iowa that's 40 inches in deficit, that is, that's a whole year plus worth of rain they've missed out in the last four. And the systems coming over the next few months will help. But he says recovering the moisture loss will take multiple seasons. Well, Cass County Secondary Roads are preparing for their first major storm event of the winter. 
Maddie Billings reports. Cass County engineer Trent Wolken said crews are prepared for the first major snow event this winter. We will be out on the roads as soon as there's measurable snow to plow. Our normal attack is uh, to go to about 5 p.m. tonight, so we will probably be out late tonight. And then um, in the morning, I'm guessing we'll be in at 5 a.m. Wolken said with the winds expected to intensify tomorrow, there is a chance for drifting snow, so crews will likely be out again Wednesday morning. Wolken offers this advice when encountering plows on the road. Our plows are slow moving, um, and especially... Uh, Watch out for intersections. Uh, that's our hardest thing is to try to clear intersections because we have to back up and go forward at those intersections. So keep an eye out for our plows and uh, give them a little break. They would appreciate it. Wilkins said they will get the roads cleared as soon as they can, and he asks everyone to drive safe. I'm Eddie Bellings reporting. Atlantic Public Works Director Kirk Knutson says they're ready to go when the forecast of snowstorm rolls through the area today. Knutson asked residents to remove their vehicles from the streets. Biggest thing we can ask for is have the vehicles off the road because it makes it so much easier and so much safer. And if you don't have to be out, stay home. Knutson says the snow plows will clear the main routes, head into the residential areas, and keep going until the snow ends. He says the city has six plows with two working each territory. We have three different divisions where we're at, and then we'll have the road grader loader for downtown, get it all cleared up. They can both go into the residentials if needed, but we'll hope that doesn't happen. And Knudsen says they have stockpiled about 350 tons of salt and 350 tons of sand. Now, additionally, the abutting property owners are responsible for promptly removing snow ice and accumulations from sidewalks. If a property owner does not remove snow ice or accumulations within 24 hours following the end of a winter storm, the city may do so and assess the cost against the property owner for collection of the same manner as a property tax. Knudsen asks residents to please not blow snow into the city street after they have been cleared to avoid bumps forming in the street as the snow freezes. Winter weather is set to hit parts of the area today, and Iowa State Patrol Trooper and District 4 Public Information Officer Shelby McCready provided her top 10 winter driving tips. You always want to have control over what your vehicle's doing on road conditions that aren't dry. So that does include, you know, rain, it includes ice, it includes snow, because for anyone who has used cruise control, the car all of a sudden is like, I'm shifting into overdrive, here we go. And anything other than dry surfaces, that's not a good idea. So don't use cruise control. And if possible, always avoid stopping when you're going uphill when the roads are snow or ice covered because you lose momentum and traction and could possibly slide backwards. And you must increase your following distance by at least 10 feet when the roads are not an ideal condition to give yourself more opportunity to stop. And accelerate and decelerate slowly. Remember, it takes longer to slow down on snow and icy roads. But when it comes to accelerating, you don't want to spin your tires because that's problematic. And then when you brake, if you brake really hard on slick surfaces, you're going to slide. Have an emergency preparedness kit and know what the winter weather advisories and warnings mean. Understand a winter weather advisory means that there's winter weather present. It can mean, you know, blowing snow, visibility issues. It can mean slick roads, you know, so the conditions exist. 
Now, a winter storm warning means we're definitely going to get those conditions and it is going to impact travel. Of course, if there's a blizzard warning, do not go anywhere. And don't be fooled by what you see. The road conditions can look really good when, in fact, they're not. And if you slide, make sure you steer in the direction of the slide. Because that way, when your tires do grip and they get traction and they bite, you don't have to overcorrect to get back into your lane. And stay home if you can. I know people always tell me, oh, well, the state patrol always says travel not advised because, you know, they're just trying to scare everybody. We don't issue those declarations lightly. We don't put tow bans in place lightly. You know, when that stuff comes out, when you hear the state patrol, you know, is recommending no travel and there's tow bans, you know, all along Interstate 80, it's not because we want to take the day off. It's because the conditions are so bad. We're trying, honestly, to save lives. And slow down. Trooper McCready said the majority of issues that motorists run into is they're driving too fast for conditions. A juvenile is charged with making terroristic threats to the Lenox School District. According to the Taylor County Sheriff's Office, on Friday, January 5th at 8 p.m., the Lenox School Administration received a threat to commit gun violence at the Lenox School District. Taylor County deputies began a joint investigation into the suspect making the threats. The Sheriff's Office says due to the diligent effort and full cooperation between multiple agencies, the investigation led to charges filed against a male juvenile for making the terroristic threats. Authorities remanded the boy to the custody of the Iowa Juvenile Detention Center and is being held in their facility at this time. The Taylor County Sheriff's Office uh, says that as with each school day, school safety is a priority for their office utilizing a school resource officer program and the school itself. Lenox School District staff will implement safety protocols and there will be increased law enforcement present at the school. The Taylor County Sheriff's Office thanks the following agencies for their assistance. Lenox School Administrators, the Iowa Department of Public Safety, Iowa Juvenile Court, Maryville Public Safety, and the Adams County Sheriff's Office. And due to the individual's age and the nature of the charges, no further information will be released. A Winterset man died in a single vehicle crash in Madison County Sunday evening. The Iowa State Patrol says 41-year-old David Lee Blair was driving a 1990 AM General M35A2 military truck south on Upland Avenue, traversing a curb to the left onto 230th Street when he lost control. The truck rolled, coming to rest on his top. That accident remains under investigation. The Iowa State Patrol was assisted by the Madison County Sheriff's Office and St. Charles Rescue. One person was taken to the hospital following a single vehicle crash in Page County on December 22nd. The Page County Sheriff's Office says Nicole Lynn Glassinger was driving eastbound on Highway 2 just east of A Avenue when the vehicle left the road and entered the ditch. Glassinger's vehicle continued east through a field and came to rest against a tree. She was taken to the Shenandoah Medical Center with non-life-threatening injuries. And Amir Joliffe, the 11-year-old 6th grader who was killed in last week's Perry shooting, will have his visitation and funeral this week. His visitation will be on Wednesday from 10 a.m. until 7 p.m. at the Caldwell Perry's Funeral Home. His funeral will be on Thursday at 10.30 a.m. at the St. Patrick Catholic Church. A GoFundMe page is raising money for the victims of the Perry school shooting that occurred last week. The Perry Community Page Group manager on Facebook created it. The objective is to raise $50,000. It has already raised over $15,000. And the City of Atlantic Board of Adjustment will postpone 
Their meeting is set for tonight to consider a conditional use permit application by Messina Telephone Company. That was scheduled for later today. The company is seeking a permit at 703 14th Street, which will allow for the operation of a telephone transmission equipment building for fiber optic in an R2 low-density single-family residential area with permit transferring to a new lot identified as 1400 South Olive Street in Atlantic. And that meeting will not be held today. And due to the weather forecast, as CAM School Board will meet on Wednesday at a different location, the meeting scheduled for this evening will be held on Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. at the Messina Elementary Media Center. One of the items on the agenda is to approve Facilities Committee. A group of previous committee members and others met in mid-December with an architectural engineering firm to review and discuss the possibility of streamlining the CAM School District facilities. CAM School Superintendent Paul Cron says the district has been working on trimming its learning centers from 3 to 2 and now to 1, and the district is currently operating facilities in Messina and Anita. The facility process will be discussed at Wednesday's meeting. Cron says the main goal is to get a good cross-section of representation of the facilities committee and be a part of something that molds the district's future. More news on the website at westerniowatoday.com. I'm Tom Robinson. Have a great afternoon.